Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Welcome back to Nerd Talk, everybody. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and I am super, super excited about this one. It's the new movie, Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, we're talking about today. So there's a lot of spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, it's been out for about a week now. So make sure that you guys go and check it out. If uh, you don't want any spoilers, turn off this podcast and come back to us when you've listened to it. Today I've got, returning from a long time ago, my buddy Jeremiah. Thanks for coming back, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate it. And then I've got uh, multiple returner, my buddy Will. He came back to help us out for this one. So, Will, thanks again for for joining me. I'm, I'm glad to help. Hello there. <laughs> so, absolutely, guys. So, the first question we need to talk about is what were your initial thoughts of this film? We started kind of talking about it a little bit ago. Um, I said that it's that breath of fresh air. It's something that uh, we haven't really seen too, too much of a martial arts kind of film. For someone like me who's really not into the martial arts, I thought it was really cool. Um, like, I don't go and watch a bunch of uh, Asian martial art films. I see more of the American kind of stuff where it gets sprinkled in, and it's never near as good as, as the authentic uh, Asian background inspired. So it was really cool to see that. So what were your guys' thoughts? Uh, let's start with Jeremiah. Um, initially, I I wasn't going into this movie with uh, many expectations, um, I don't know a lot about the Shang-Chi character at all. Um, I also know that they're doing a little bit different stuff with his origin. So I was like, I'm not really going to dive into this character. I was like, this is just going to be a, a new experience for me. Um, and, and throughout even just the first probably 30 minutes, I was like, this movie is awesome. Like I, I enjoyed the movie so much. I thought its pacing was really well. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun with the martial arts and, and a lot of the stuff you get to kind of see a lot of, um, Asian influence in the mythology kind of throughout the movie um, you, uh, through just kind of the action sequences, um, the martial arts, you get to see um, a whole lot of that influence. And it's a lot of fun to see um, growing up watching like Power Rangers and stuff. You kind of see some of that. But um, here in this, it's just like it's just kind of that that Marvel level. And it was it was a lot of fun to watch. It was um, came out probably in my top five Marvel movies of all time um, and very excited just for um, what we're going to see next, I guess, from from these characters. Absolutely. What about you, Will? Yeah. Similar to, I think, all of us, we don't, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Shang-Chi wasn't really on my radar for Marvel and just, I, I didn't want to get like these preconceived notions and like read it, like all of his origin stories and all this. I, I grabbed only one comic because Captain America was featured in it, uh, teaming up with him. Um, and fun issue uh i can dive into it later with some fan theories we'll probably talk about later uh but i i feel like i still didn't get enough of the character there but um i really enjoyed it um like from the start where we're learning about uh win Wu, the mandarin um i, I guess he doesn't he doesn't like to be called that <laughs> yeah. but um uh that's without split hairs here that's who he's supposed to be uh in this universe or at least an interpretation of him and shang chi uh i'm gonna butcher his name even though i just saw a thing uh simu 
Lou, am, am I saying that right? Yeah, I think I think you're you're close. Yeah. Well, uh, there's like a meme going around about him being like the king of manif- manifesting this. Like I guess in 2018, he's going like, "Hey, are we can talk about Shang Chi." Boom, he's got the role, and then. Now it's actually I think I read a report because uh, I've seen it twice now. Uh, I was talking to Jordan uh, before we recorded. Um, I just want to do some homework and see if I missed anything or if there's any other cool stuff. Uh, but it's already apparently crushing Labor Day re- uh, records uh, for oh, yeah. box office. Uh, so it's awesome there, and just this is kind of what I wanted from Iron Fist. I think I, I, I mentioned that too. Uh, just Iron Fist was as a character I was I thought was going to be our way to dive into the martial arts and mystic stuff on that side and it, to put it bluntly it was a uh, lackluster shang chi though blew me away like it, it was a little bit of crouching tiger hidden dragon in there maybe even a little bit of like pokemon influences uh, at certain points of the movie uh, and it's if i was ranking in the phase this is up there like this is the, probably the best movie so far like sorry black widow but uh it is what it is you know we were kind of talking about this earlier i think that Black Widow just had too much hype. And and I don't think that's Black Widow's fault. I think what happened was you've got, I mean, when you've got a year because of the pandemic, and that was supposed to come out, like, in May, and the pandemic hit in March, you're struggling with, with trying to, okay, do we just kill the hype and just let this thing drop until we can figure it out? But they kept pushing everything back. And so Black Widow took the brunt of it, and Shang-Chi... I'll be honest, I'm kind of glad that Shang-Chi forced me to go to the movie theaters. Um, Like, I don't know that it would have been near as cool watching at home. Like, I watched Black Widow at home and going twice um, because, as as our listeners know, I'm a youth pastor. And one of the the cool things about what I'm doing is I'm taking my students to see Marvel movies. And so I went and saw it with my my buddy Bama uh, on Thursday to kind of pre-watch it to make sure that everything was was good and that it wasn't going to be something that hey, I probably shouldn't take the kids to go see that. Um, and we're going to start implementing that for, for this. But I've seen it twice, and just to go back and look for, hey, w- did I miss something? Did I Was it good? Uh, it, does it still live up the second time watching it? And I think it gets better uh, because now you're, you're seeing different parts, and you're like, okay, I don't have to fix my eyes on the right side of the screen. I can now kind of look to see if there was something else happening at the same time. And it was really cool. Uh, but I, I think I'm going to have to agree with Jeremiah on this one. I think it's top five for me. Um, it just, the, the whole thing, it just, it screamed uh, breath of fresh air. It just, it did really, really good for me. Um, and and the only person I think origin story-wise, as, as Jeremiah and I were talking earlier, might be Doctor Strange's who, who's got him beat right now. Um, everyone else. Last well, for me, it's Captain America and you guys know it. I was, well, that, that's the other one. I... I, I really liked first Winter Avenger. Soldier is my favorite, but I mean, yeah. Cap's first movie, oh, yeah. I wish it was what Wonder Woman was. It wasn't really a war movie for me, Captain America. It was more of like, you know, superheroes shooting lasers. And that one was kind of like a, a bummer for me. Like, I, I love Captain America, but it was just kind of like, I, I wish it was more of like a, a gritty war movie. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree there. I think it should have been more war focused. But let's get back into this one. Um, so do you guys like how they played into the martial arts and the Asian aspects? And, I mean, there, there were a lot of stereotypes that were kind of played into it. Um, I know I've got a couple Asian friends, and they always talk about kind of making the joke of, like, I'm never good enough for my parents. And, like, TV culture has really said, like, 
like that's they can never live up to parents expectations and things like that and i feel like they played into that a lot um but there was this redemption story i saw i saw a picture earlier today um i forget who it was uh was on the the left side and it said um it was a marvel character and it was like where you're hurt and then it showed uh shang chi and it says the redemption like the the healing process and i was like i going into today to watch it i was like wow i did i did feel like it was healing um i did feel good about it like it just it did really well um so what were your guys's thoughts uh with the whole asian influence um we kind of you guys kind of hit on it a little bit but what what were some of the other things that you guys liked about it with the asian side i mean i think with how movies and just us getting certain actors in certain roles now i think we this is a solid film for representation i mean a couple of years ago we had a crazy which actually is a solid movie if you haven't seen uh and i think it, it's given people the spotlight because i mean hey cis white guy over here uh i mean we've had the spotlight for quite some time we need more people like shang chi black panther uh, maybe a better movie for Black Widow or Captain Marvel. We, we need them in the spotlight rather than them being like a little side character making the goofy jokes. And even like Aquafina, even though she uh, has been like a little side goofy character in other movies, like she's actually kind of downplayed here. She she had her funny moments because that's why you got Aquafina in this movie. Uh, but her as Katie even coming into her own and even like becoming like Bard uh, from uh, The Hobbit later at the end of this movie, pretty solid. Um, and just seen all, all these different styles like how the mandarin and the ten rings were like more aggressive and then how the tao lo and uh shang chi's mother were like more light and like more defensive moves rather than uh, being violent and I, this is just a, a side tangent i know you what you wanted me to talk about the asian influence but um going back on this one too when they f first get to that uh, secret city or whatever, and they meet their aunt and she gives them hugs or whatever, like that's the, f I, I just realized that, like the look on their faces, they're just like dumbfounded because that's the first time someone in their family besides their mother has given them affection in like 20 years, apparent 10, 20 years or whatever. Yeah. I'm just like, Ooh, like th that one kind of hurt a little bit more because like, it was just nice seeing them re reunite. But it was like, Oh wait, like they're trained to be assassins and kill yeah. people. They, they don't, I, I they caught don't, that. They're not used to this. Today. Um, because I think mm -hmm. when, uh, when, uh, what is his sister's name? Uh, Xiling, uh, Z yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, when she was sitting there watching the, the girls train and she said, this isn't your father's house. Like you can train as an equal here and like started like taking that process. Like she was trying to help tear down some of those walls. Um, and I think that was a really, really cool aspect. So I like that you went that way. Yeah, for me, um, just kind of, I, I love the martial arts of it. Uh, I thought it was super interesting. I, I've seen, I wouldn't call myself like a super invested into like um, Asian martial arts type movies. I've seen yeah. um, the IP man movies and I've really enjoyed those. And um, yeah, so I appreciate good. a lot of the um, the obvious influence that they drew from in those movies. Um, it was one of the things, Jordan, I think that you had mentioned just kind of in your um, your initial thoughts after you had seen it, where you kind of talked about how, how this is like obviously drawing from those inspiration from those movies, but also kind of making it a way that's kind of palatable probably for people that aren't super into those type of movies. Absolutely. And I think this was the perfect way to do it because you kind of introduce kind of the, the villain I'll kind of put in quotations um, just kind of through this cool, just choreographed scene where people who watch martial arts movies are going to go, Oh my goodness, this is like exactly like those. Like I, I see this through this. And then even through 
um, the first kind of times that you see Shang-Chi fight is like, okay, obviously we're seeing where this inspirations draw from, but they're doing it in a way that I think um, just plays into just kind of making it something that even people who don't know what that is or, or aren't, aren't kind of experienced with it kind of going, oh my goodness, this is so awesome. Um, and so that was really neat. Um, I will, I, I don't want to like offer corrections, but I know we kind of talked about kind of the mytho mythological creatures kind of through the, the, place that they go to i can't remember yeah. the name of it but um, Talo, yes um there there is that fox that has nine tails that's not actually a pokemon reference um that's I, actually I, a mythological creature from right. in china and, and so it's like one of those things where it's like that's what nine tails is based off of and it's just really neat just to kind of see how they bring in chinese mythology to kind of play into this a bit more so it's just one of those neat things just to kind of see if somebody who kind of like recognizes those it's like yeah Oh, that, that's really awesome just to kind of see how they bring in these these neat little things and um, how they kind of affect the story, I guess you, should, you could say. Absolutely. So I'm going to kind of add this question in the mix. Which was, uh, out of the animals that showed up, which was your favorite of the animals? I, I mean, I, the dragon. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> like, it was so cool. I mean, if we're going with the, the, the lesser ones, I I would probably say the... Uh, the like nine tail foxes um okay. i just thought they were so neat looking um even though they're not really shown too much outside of just kind of their initial moment um but i mean the dragon showing up was so cool <laughs> i mean it was oh, yeah. so good to speak on the dragon i think what was even cooler for me was it wasn't a fire breathing dragon that's got the wings and all that like it did the whole like serpent through the, through the air and then into the water and then like it kind of was a waterbender from Avatar Last Airbender, kind of like that feel where, like, you see as it, like, swerves and things like that, like, punches of water just hit the the uh, the demon that they're hitting. And I'm just like, man, that's so cool. Like, just, like, someone who doesn't know much about Chinese mythology, like, I went in and started looking at some of, like, okay, wait, time out. Dragons and water, like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, is that an actual thing? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's, like, very heavy. Like, there's multiple types of dragons. Like, some are ice, some are water, some are fire, some are lightning, like, you just have all these different types of dragons, and I'm like, okay, that's really cool, because I'm used to more the, the European, like, the big bad dragon that's got four legs yeah. and, like, mm -hmm. just the wings. And I'm like, that's cool, but I think I like the Chinese dragon a lot cooler. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally get that. What about you, Will? What, what was your favorite animal? I mean, we got to go with the dragon, but just to add to your other thing, uh, we had another movie not kind of similar to this, an animated uh, that came out earlier this year, Raya the Last Dragon, another I great movie. Uh, and also Aquafina's in that as well. <laughs> but uh, Sisu kind of, I believe her, her dragons are more inspired by the Chinese type. Uh, but if I had to go with a little creature, got to go with my ringer here, got to go with the Morris. He looks like a, he's probably, I'm probably butchering it, uh, but it looks like a winged Karibo from Yu-Gi-Oh. That's, that's why I love it. But uh, I'm sure it's probably inspired, inspired by something as well, like most things. Because, I mean, I think Pokemon's running out of ideas and things to take from mythology-wise. Uh, hitting over a 1,000 now, I think, or high we're 900s. Coming, we're coming but, close. Whew. Yeah. I but, think, I mean, the dragon. You can't, we can't go wrong there. Yeah, I, I think the dragon is, is kind of the obvious answer. And I'm glad that you guys were like, well, if we're moving past that to the lessers. I liked the lions. Um, and I think the reason I liked those is because anytime I go out to, like, a Chinese restaurant to eat, like, they've got those on statues. And I like, mm -hmm. I was just like, okay, that's kind of cool. And to see like 
how they imagine the rest of their body because I feel like you always just focus on the face and like the teeth and how kind of big fluffy it is, or their their heads are which I see Jeremiah's laughing with it because you're like oh yeah he thought of the Chinese food <laughs> um, oh I did I it was like those look like the things that are outside my local buffet yeah, and then it, yeah, again you get into the the Chinese mythology of it I'm pretty sure those are like guardian type yeah uh, and so I, I wouldn't know for sure but but I just I I loved the the take on it and I was like okay like I'm excited to see kind of where they're going with these um because we saw the we saw the back of them when they're do, when they showed like the the fighting sequence and I did not expect the fight to go the way it was based off of the trailer and so I was like okay this is actually really cool and like it, it was it was done very well um, but I loved the lions and I loved that one of the guys took uh, the long staff, hit one of the small little demon uh, soul suckers, and like the lion just like ripped it in half with its mouth. And I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Like it just it gave them that little bit of extra. Um, and I also loved the fact that a phoenix was in there. And when we when we get mm -hmm. to to Trevor Slattery, uh, which we're gonna come back to, but um, when he's like, "Those birds are on fire," oh, he says that that's normal. Like <laughs> I just. I loved the the little reference. It was it was cool to see like just like we said those mythology creatures just just being there. It was it was pretty sweet. So what was your guys' favorite moment in the film? Um, I'll go ahead and start with mine because I don't think you guys will agree on this one. But uh, mine was I liked the the bus fight scene. I think that's my favorite MCU fight scene. Um, like in a solo fight. Um, so not where like they're passing the shield and beating the crap out of Iron Man and it's Bucky and Cap or like. Uh, where like there's this big battle fight scene or anything like that, uh, when it's just like one on one. Um, the only scene that I think in the MCU that may top that is Bucky versus uh, Cap in uh, in Winter Soldier. But Jeremiah and I both agree that Winter Soldier's our favorite movie out of the entire MCU. So, um, but I just I think that the fight scene there where he's getting like kind of ganged up on and he has to like swing in and out uh and like do all of his martial arts and then they've got the jackie chan like jacket on jacket off and like he's like doing his whole uh arm twists and things like that and like he uses the guy's arm to punch himself uh like as he's taking the jacket and i thought that was really cool um and then him just being like hey you know what i'm gonna give you the signal and we're just gonna get everybody here and then make a hard right and he and she's like what's the signal and he just pulls the little like uh, stop requested uh, little thing. I was like, that was genius. Because um, I feel like sometimes using those extra elements just make it a little bit more like I'm not just fighting with my, my muscles and like just seeing as it happens. It's I'm thinking it through. Um, which then uh, when Wu later on says you have to use your mind as well. So I'm like, it kind of points back to some of his fighting styles as he thinks his fight's out, which I think was really cool. Plus then you have like the guy who's like, Hey, it's your boy. I'm here Facebook Live and like <laughs> and he's like filming fight. He's like, "I took some karate when I was a kid. I am going to try to 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 call it out as I see it." <laughs> I'm just like I feel like that just claims exactly what would happen today. Like, you wouldn't run from it. You would just want to film it. <laughs> so, well, okay. I mean, it it's exactly like us as trying to talk about this Chinese mythology. Like, we we recognize some of it, but you exactly. know, yeah. we don't I don't really know what I'm talking about. I you know, I know what it's like. Oh, I looked up real quick, be like, so I don't sound completely ignorant, I guess. But yeah, it's yeah. it's reality. You know, yeah. it's reality. It's just, you know, just a fun little joke of our of our culture, I guess. Today, which Absolutely. is is so funny. We we try to put ourselves in places where it's like, 
I mean, obviously this guy doesn't know anything about what's happening around him, but you know, we try to act like we do. So <laughs> yeah, it's a nice little meta joke, which yes, it was very funny. Absolutely. So what, what about uh, you, Will? What was your favorite moment in the, in the film? Favorite, my favorite moment. I mean, I don't want to go with like the end by that in fight. I think we can all agree is probably high up there. I, uh, seen it twice now i think a fight that's probably going to go a little bit underrated is the one on the scaffolding of uh the building when he goes to retrieve his sister and get out of there uh when the 10 rings come there like there's a lot of moving pieces over there like uh katie's uh gonna fall and die to her death but then oh crap the ninjas are gonna attack so he's just trying to speed over there and try to help her then his sister comes in and helps and also gets like a little jab at him for uh abandoning her uh, and there's just so many factors and then it, it leads into the death dealer fight where he might get his revenge on him, but then whoop, his dad's like, Nope, no, no, we got you. Uh, now let's continue with the plot of the movie, but it's, I, I think that one's uh, going to go a little bit underrated. Um, I, I really like that one. Just the scaffolding a little bit interesting. And like the stakes are a little bit higher. Not the stakes, the bus one didn't have high stakes. I mean, they're going down a hill with no brakes. A lot of things could happen. They could have killed some more people <laughs> with that, but uh, scaffolding the, uh, Hey, uh, your friend isn't, a martial artist like you and uh as far as i can tell even though you were born of two people one that was like essentially immortal and then one who was like in an immortal city or whatever uh doesn't mean he necessarily is either so what about you jeremiah um, i think my favorite part of the movie um i don't know I, I think because this kind of played in through the rest of the movie was just the the first fight that they showed kind of between um the mom and the dad um, just because again, it kind of introduced this this martial arts type fighting that's going to be throughout the movie, and kind of really goes into this uh, good versus evil kind of fight that we get in throughout the movie, where um you can kind of recognize, oh, this villain again, we'll put in quotations, isn't really all bad. Like he he has humanity to him, even though again they kind of introduce him again as this this immortal warlord. Um, but we kind of finally we see this moment of humanity kind of come through to him, and that that plays throughout then the rest of this movie, where you kind of go through the questioning of like, is this dad evil? Is he really wrong? Like, what is going on? And then um, they kind of then play through those two different styles of martial arts, where Shang Chi grew up kind of learning the style of his father and kind of this this very brute, um, offensive style, and then again, as you had mentioned, well, just kind of this very defensive, flowy type of of movement, and so. Um, I, I just really enjoyed that fight just because it kind of set the precedence of what the rest of the movie was going to be. Um, and, and one, it was just so beautifully choreographed, um, just kind of in this this styling of, of what this movie was going to be. And so that was probably, um, I, I say it's my favorite, but I think because of everything else that followed afterwards, like, um, because again, it was early on the movie, it's not like I thought the movie went downhill after that because it, just, it did just keep kind of building on that. But I thought it was just such a good foundation. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sets the tone of going like, hey, this is like kind of what we're in for a little bit of crutching tiger, a little bit of air bending, a little, little bit of everything here. Right. I, yeah. I think one of the coolest parts is if you go back and kind of look at it, and I mean, my limited knowledge of, of Chinese culture, it felt like yin and yang. Kind of like mm-hmm. you ha- they, they balance each mm-hmm. other. Like she wasn't about to kill him, and he, he attempted, but like he couldn't. And so like it was that, that balancing act, and then uh, – he started to see like, oh, maybe there's there's a little bit more to her that I need to know and need to see. And like then he fell in love with her and they build this life together. And unfortunately, his past caught up. But 
they balanced each other to the point that she left what she was doing and he he dropped the reins. And so I think that it just was done very well um, with that that aspect. Um, and I'm going to actually move over forward a couple questions. But with uh, with this villain, like what did you guys think of him as a villain? Because I don't feel like he was your typical like straight bad guy. I think he was doing the wrong things for the right reasons. Um, does that make sense? Like he's like, I want my family back together. I want my wife. Uh, he 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 was trying to make amends by the only ways that he knew how, which were the wrong ways. Um, I mean, I think a thousand years you would maybe have learned a trick or two on how to how to not do things. Um, but but just with that, uh, did you like that? Did you uh, how did you feel as as him as as a, a misguided parent, misguided human um, with a little bit of redemption at the end? Um, and I'm also going to add this little bit. What did you think about him being called Genghis Khan um, and, and, and all of that? Um, I, I liked it a lot uh, just because one of the things that, because again, we, he wasn't really the villain of the movie. They, they portray him as that um, kind of the whole time, but then, you know, kind of towards the, the final act, you kind of find out like, no, he's kind of being influenced by this dark winged bat monster thing tentacle thing and so it's it's one of those things i i very much don't like the origin story movies where the bad guy is just the good guy but good guy's powers but bad and so that was kind of like throughout the movie i was like i'm not going to enjoy this because it's just oh this is just bad shang chi and he's just got it buff but as it kind of played out it was again like oh this guy isn't actually the bad guy and they kind of play that throughout the movie is is just kind of this they they try to redeem the dad a lot and he kind of falls short of that redemption constantly. But you almost yourself kind of cheering for him in moments like, oh, come on, don't do this. Or it's like, is he going to give it up? Is he going to kind of turn around? Um, and, and so it was kind of one of those things where kind of throughout the movie, I'm kind of going like, yeah, I don't like what the dad's doing and all, but I'm also not cheering against him, I guess. It's like one of those things like I wish he would just kind of go about this a different way. I wish he'd kind of see reason um, and all this. And so we we kind of get that moment. Right. And, and so we, we kind of see him in, in kind of his short, very short lived redemption. But um, again, we kind of go through this time of um, just kind of getting to know the dad a bit as a character and kind of getting invested into him. And then um, for him to be able to then redeem himself kind of towards the end, which I, I thought was awesome. Oh. Um, it was it was a lot of fun to just kind of see, because, again, it wasn't, again, this the good Shang-Chi versus bad Shang-Chi at the end. It was just kind of working through that processing and finding out who the real villain was and it being something that was like, oh, I was not expecting this throughout the entire time. I was not expecting this to be what we were going to see and how that fight was going to play out, which was awesome. I think one of the, the kind of as, as we talked about this, I think he is going to be known as one of the better villains moving forward, um, unless they continue to push out villains like that. Because I feel like, you look back and, and go all the way back to Obadiah Stane. Okay, Obadiah Stane was pretty much forgotten after Iron Man. Whiplash was not a memorable mm -hmm. villain. Uh, even, you know, I can't even remember the guy's name from uh, Iron Man 3, uh, the the main villain. Um, Killian. Yeah, mm -hmm. there we go. Like, I mean, some, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad somebody knew. Like, they just didn't, they didn't pop out. Yeah. Where this one, like, we know he's supposed to be the Mandarin, Um but he he's going to stand out. I think that I liked this villain almost as much as I've liked Thanos and Loki. Um just in that that regard that like 
hey, like, I would have been totally fine if at the end you would have not necessarily killed him, but had him kind of like just, hey, you know what? We're calling it a day. Uh, we defeated this this villain. Um, you go your way. I'll go my way. And just know I love you. But yeah. And just split. Like, I would have loved to see him continue. Um, just that that's my thought. But what about you, Will? I mean, just to echo your thing, too, I do think he is going to be remembered as a pretty solid villain. I, I, I'm bummed to see him go. Uh, I, I kept flip-flopping on these two viewings, too, because um, he starts out pretty one-dimensional, like, I just want mo more money and power. Then he meets the mom, and that he found something to live for. But part of me was also just thinking, like, was he just waiting for an excuse to use the rings again? Like, and he then... Because we, we don't see the interaction, but we do know he was turned away from Tao Lo uh, because of his past and being the Mandarin and ha having the 10 rings. Cause they all knew like it was going to catch up eventually, but like, we don't know how that went. Maybe like he was trying to actually be a better person at that point. And they were like, yeah, we, we've seen what you've done for thousands of years. No, thank you. Like, it, I, I, I don't know. I just, I think I would have maybe liked a scene like that just to see like even more depth going like, Oh, may, maybe even the Tao Lo people, like even though they are justified in not letting him in, it's still kind of stung in his crawl. So he was just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop so he could go evil again and become and go back to what he knew. Um, I mean, I think he was a bit misguided. I mean, re revenge for, for the, for what gave him purpose with his, was his family and all that. Uh, but uh, and I gotta say too, I thought for a second, because I think I'm gonna do this throughout all of Phase Four and going forward. Anytime there's somebody who's offering something that uh, is their deepest desires or something like that, I swear this demon was gonna be related to Mephisto somehow, or was gonna be behind the gate. I thought that was gonna be the post-credit scene. I, I'm not like one of those diehards. I'm doing it jokingly because I'm like, because I don't want to get my my feelings hurt <laughs> when it doesn't happen. But I'm like, hmm, someone who's offering a uh, win woo what he wants. Sounds like someone else. Sounds like the devil. Sounds like uh, Mephisto, if you will. <laughs> so I was thinking about that, but uh, it, it, it is tragic because even like Aquafina, Katie said, uh, she's like, hey, like, I didn't believe your dad either as soon as we got here. But then he showed he showed us like the wall pouring water and showing magical icicle mazes. Uh, I don't know what to believe. <laughs> so, yeah, she's like, I don't even know what's real. Yeah, so so speaking Inter of he was an he's an interesting villain not one-dimensional or similar I, I mean past i mean i'm with you i don't remember some of them i mean i have to dig deep in there but like malekith cool he won the reality stone for what um winter soldier is a good villain uh ronin who <laughs> so some of these guys could have been reused based on their backstory, but I also get like killing some of these guys off. But anyway, I, I I'm I'm rambling. <laughs> Win Woo's Win Woo good, but bad. He's good at being bad. You know, speaking of more forgettable villains, we got a forgettable villain that is starting to make a return with Abomination. What did you guys think about seeing Abomination? Uh, I know we saw it in the in the trailer a few months back. Um, we had Abomination and Wong, and they're in this like underground well i guess not underground but like kind of the underground natured fight club um they're doing their thing you know for me when when he said you're gonna have to learn how to pull your punches like it made me immediately think man this is like a superhero wwe um so just kind of a staged fight so what were your guys' thoughts on seeing abomination and then with wong 
Um, what were your guys' thoughts just kind of as it's building? Because they, I mean, let's be honest, they didn't do too much extra world building here. They kind of let did his own world. It wasn't like this, oh, you're in like this massive Marvel world. Like Iron Man's got a name drop. Uh, Thanos' event, but not Thanos, was dropped. Um, in the post-flip uh, posters yeah, as well. Yeah, they, they, they had some of that uh, some of that stuff kind of just in there. But it wasn't like, I don't know, like you watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and that's all they talked about. Um, Loki was pretty much about, oh, hey, Thanos killed me. Hey, there's all this stuff. Why am I alive? Things like, And they kept pointing back to the certain event. Um, and WandaVision, I mean, it kind of talked about it, but it, you knew why. Um, and just going through a lot of that. So what were your guys' thoughts uh, just in the whole process of seeing more world building um, with the subtle hints in this one? Uh, I mean, I can take it. Uh, I guess. Uh, well, I think Wong personally, uh, he's tired of Doctor Strange uh, paying for all of his sandwiches and his uh, Ben and Jerry's. And I mean, he's, he's got to make some money somehow to pay for the property tax on those uh, Sanctum Santorums. <laughs> uh, so I think that's part of it. But also, I want to know how Abomination got more like muddled up, man. I I, I know they've. I'll just say there's an asterisk on the on the canonicity of this, but Agents of Shield and other things have dropped that Blomsky is in the raft, Bonfleet's in the raft, and then we saw the raft in Civil War, but know him. But I think this is just maybe a subtle nod that maybe he will be used again in the Thunderbolts when they are le leading to that. Because I mean, we've had Val recruiting Yelena, John Walker, and this would be their Hulk uh, counterpoint, and potentially could be a big uh, i think it's been confirmed he's gonna be in uh she hulk i mean it's kind of bum bummer to not to even hear like a tim roth voice come out of there he's just rah, 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 or whatever but i'm just like part of me is going like was that really abomination but like it, i mean it it's it looks like comic abomination it looks solid and i'm just wondering i guess i'm more disappointed that we didn't get like another like grudge match with like some other comic book heroes as well because oh, i think we saw most of the fight there's only like two extra scenes with them at, at that fight club, I just was going like, oh, who else is going to show up? Was like Doctor Strange going to fight? Like, um, I don't know. I can't think of any. I can't even think of anybody. Oh, uh, or maybe uh, Red Guardians in there fighting somebody. That that would have been funny. This that's, this totally that seems like been, his. That would have been cool. Yeah. Well, did yeah. you catch the extremist character, the the military guy? He had okay. So so there's a guy with. I was wondering who that was. Yeah, I was wondering. So, so I don't know if if that's an actual like named character, but he was glowing red. And he had like the second time I watched it, I went to go see what pants is he in because I was like, if he's in camo pants, that is absolutely one hundred percent an extremist uh, guy. And uh, he was in blue and gray and black camo, and I was like, dude, this is definitely a guy on extremist. Like that's cool. So well, I thought it could have been the mutant, or this could have been where they could have introduced like uh, they could have put like out a room and said like, oh, that's where that's where X is, man. Like and like could have been like a nod to the x-men but that would have been too obvious so what about you Jeremy? yeah i i quite enjoyed um some of the kind of like i guess the smaller world building so like, yeah like kind of seeing the the extremist character they did a lot of um i think iron man 3 probably was called back to i think more than anything else just with some of the characters that they brought in in that moment so i think that was kind of just neat that they kind of built like hey remember it was kind of a subtle remember this movie uh, because it's going to play into kind of in the future of, of this movie as well. And then Abomination, yeah, it was awesome seeing a, a comic book, more more comic book accurate version of him. Um, I was a little kind of like off put by the fact that he was like in control of himself. I'm um, kind of in that moment and like he's somehow working with Wong. But 
one of the things that I thought of, like after seeing him, I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to get recruited in one of these post credit scenes. Like that's what I was, I was half expecting to happen. I was like, oh, Abomination's getting recruited. So I, I am excited to hear that we're going to get to see more of him. I'm glad to see again, just how he is kind of looking, but it was kind of like, I was kind of strange out that he was like working with Wong. Like I, <laughs> it didn't make much sense to me, but you know, they're going to do what they, they do. And it was um, a lot of fun. I think the biggest world building was in, um, I was at the the first post credit scene um, when they kind of talk about the rings and yeah, they're, so, they're kind of setting off a beacon or whatever. Yeah. Um, and we might talk about that later. So I don't want to dive no, no, into no, it now, let, but it's, let's go ahead and move on into that. Uh, Cause I mean, we got a few different characters. So Wong comes in, picks up these guys, which that was funny in and of itself. Like the end of the movie is like, come with me. And like, Oh, I'll Venmo you for those drinks. Um, I thought that was really funny because, you know, there's going to be a time where Venmo may not be here anymore. Um, and uh, like when you look at like Iron Man two, there's this there's one line. It's my favorite line in the whole movie. Uh, he, they're flying around and Rhodey's chasing him with all the guys. And he says, "Drop your socks and grab your Crocs. This ride's about to get wet." And I'm like, "Okay, in like 20 years, Crocs are not going to be a thing." Now we see Crocs everywhere, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh! Like, what did we do?" But 50, 60 years from now, if they're not around, like it's going to be a timestamp. It's going to be we know this because or where it was because of the time period. Like, oh, this is when they were, um, which is really really cool. But uh, but just kind of having those characters show in show up and things like that. Um, I just I think it's really cool uh, the way they did that. So you've got Wong, and then you've got Bruce Banner, and then Carol Ferris or not Carol Ferris, uh, Carol Danvers. Um, and so you've got, yeah, I, I was like, we, we were talking about Green Lantern the other day. Pilot. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, they're, they're both pilots. So, uh, so when, when we look at that, it's sending out that beacon and Bruce is no longer as, uh, smart Hulk. Did that Mr. catch Hulk, you guys yeah. off by surprise? Did that, did that throw you or were you kind of expecting it? Yeah. Uh, I, absolutely. yeah, I, I was kind of expecting it. I think we had they had kind of mentioned that they were going to kind of go step away from the professor Hulk aspect of it. I feel like I had read somewhere, maybe not, but um, professor Hulk doesn't interest me whatsoever. I think it's like a, like the Hulk interests me with the, the Jekyll Hyde like counterpart between the two characters. And so professor Hulk like just doesn't interest me at all. And so kind of seeing that maybe we might be stepping away from that makes me more excited for the character. Um, I'll be more invested in the Hulk if that's how it is, just because I think it's better when the Hulk and Bruce Banner are two separate characters. Um, I, I just prefer it that way, and I think the character makes more sense to me that way. And so kind of seeing Banner not as Professor Hulk makes me just more excited to see him more. If he was Professor Hulk, I would have been like, okay, I guess this is who he is now, and then he'll just kind of show up and, and do whatever. But I, I was very pumped just to see Mark Ruffalo's face, not all green. So that yeah, made me he, excited. He had a little bit of gray hair, which I was like, okay, you're not like that much older, just like removed. And I'm like, I wonder if that's going to be kind of like a, an effect from having that much radiation when he snapped, like not only did his arm, but like his whole body's going to kind of age a little different and he's going to have like that stressed hair, um, things like that. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I, I personally liked it cause I thought it was, it was funny and it was also be, it was good to see Bruce get a win after, not after what he said in Avengers of Anyone, like, oh, what, what? I never get what I want. Like, he never, he didn't get to be with Nat, whether you like that or not. Uh, he didn't get to, like, have a normal life. He didn't get to be with Betty, if we want to even count that. Um, 
uh and he couldn't even control the hulk so just seeing like oh hey like five years out i'm saving people hanging out with reginald bell johnson in that deleted scene and then uh also being able to use my brain and helping tony stark to stuff time travel heck heck yeah and saving the universe but yeah i think that is both a theory i've heard and it's a pretty good one where maybe he, he that using that doing that snap caused so much gamma radiation that it had him deteriorate back into Bruce and maybe he'll lose control of the Hulk again, or maybe even more wacky stuff where the Hulk will leave him and there'll be two separate pe people that uh, maybe Joe fix it will finally show up or something. Uh, that'd be, that'd be weird. <laughs> but uh, uh, these comic, these movies have proven they can do anything. And uh, sp speaking on the rings, I think I talked to Jordan about this for the podcast. I just, Everyone's kind. Everyone I'm kind of talking to is like whatever the beacon is is probably going to lead more into Eternals, which I, I I'm leaning more back into that because early in the early phases, uh, they, the the post credits would lead into the next one, like oh Thor's hammer and Iron Man two, or going oh hey we found Cap Shield, uh, or oh hey here's an Infinity Stone we're building up to this, oh here's the twin like it, it, it would always built into the next movie so i think we're maybe doing that again as opposed to some big wide thing anymore um so it could be like what that little what, the emergence is that what they're, what they're calling it it could be leading into that my other theory theories were since we are dealing with shang chi maybe fang fang, fang foom is coming um uh, i mean i know we just dealt with dragons but an evil alien dragon who could talk maybe get a uh, benedict cumberbatch to get back in his dragon suit going oh hey i kept this from the hobbit you want me to perform um i've well he if voiced we are building Dormammu as well so i'm totally down if he wants to voice yes. Fing fang foom yeah uh I, my other two thoughts were maybe galactus or maybe even uh the beyonder if we're heading into secret wars uh maybe it's calling going like oh hey like the champion found the 10 rings like you you can help them out now so those are just my thoughts on it uh carol i have no real thoughts on her hair's longer again um and her suit still appears to look the same uh, i i don't know what emergency she went off to but obviously it was pretty important maybe it leads into the marvels who knows yeah i think i think it's going to lead towards more of the marvels um which i think will be a really cool way that they'll kind of do some more world building um, beyond Shang-Chi and that way like maybe there's a reference where like at the beginning of Marvel's it comes from that scene kind of like how they did with uh with uh Endgame um with the the Captain Marvel uh end credit scene where she shows up you know what I'm talking about where she showed up at the, uh, yeah. the Avengers and then like it feeds like kind of right in towards yeah, Fury. Yep. I think it'd be really cool <laughs> if like you see Wong and Shang-Chi and uh Katie and then you see over in another spot uh, Bruce Banner, and, like, they're all on her thing, and, like, maybe, like, something happened, and she's like, oh, crap, I gotta get out of here, and, like, does her thing, and, like, we see the other side of that conversation start the movie. Um, I think that would be really, really cool, too. So, some similar stuff to that, I think. I do want to go back to, to the Hulk, because I, I want to just give my, my real quick opinion. I think what's gonna happen is we've seen the Hulk and we've seen Smart Hulk, and we've seen uh, more Planet Hulk style. We've seen all these different versions. I think what would be really, really cool is if they go to the point where, because it's never been that they worked together until they got to Planet or uh, uh, Smart Hulk where they fused. And I think um, if you look at the Avengers uh, cartoon series, I think it was like two, it was Avengers Assemble, um, where like the Hulk is out for a long time, but then he lets Bruce have his time 
And I'm like, I think it'd be really cool if we got to see something like that where, hey, I'm going to run the show for this amount of time, and then when we need the brain, so then it becomes a, a tag hey. team where it's brain and brawn, and they just have to bounce back and forth as to who needs what wh- for different occasions. I think they're trying to push I mean, the whole seen this. Do what? But they actually did that in Earth. They actually did this in Earth Smiles Heroes too, like because Bruce knew the Hulk would have been a great asset. Granted, it was more one sided where the Hulk got it, but as we know, as the if the Hulk stays in control more, he becomes more intelligent. Uh, so I think that he was like working with Tony on something, and he's like, "Oh, this is probably beyond you." He's like, "No, no, no. I, I know how to deal with like this gamma equation or whatever. Just do this and that." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And then he's playing cards with Hawkeye. So, so they've they've done the deal before, but it was a little bit more one sided there. But it it seemed pretty mutual based on some things he said later on in the show. Yeah, I think I think if they go that route moving forward, I think that could be a really cool way to to just incorporate it and, and to bring it in. Um, just because I feel like they're they're touching on every single thing. I've heard that uh, World War Hulk is in the mix, um, which means that if they're gonna go that route, they're gonna have to do something to where like they really tick the Hulk off. And you've already pretty much exploited uh, Planet Hulk and, and, and Thor Ragnarok. So you don't really have that kind of build up. So what are you going to do? I, I don't know which way they're going to go. Uh, but Well, with all these Gamma heroes, I think they can bring the leader back. Maybe even Thunderbolt Ross turns into the Red Hulk. Betty comes back. Uh, and they're all just fighting for... Because like, wasn't there some blood samples still left uh, in the leader's house that... I'm sure well, I mean, Thunderbolt was, Ross probably got his hand was on. Well, yeah, they they could they could easily do something of that nature. Um, but I think if they do a World War Hulk, I think that one of the best people to go up against him, just because he now owns the Ten Rings, is Shang Chi, and I'm I'm excited that he has those Ten Rings now, um, because I think between the Ten Rings and if he were to take one of the staffs from uh, Tao Lao, I think between those two, like. You just see him like whacking people with the staff and doing like all the martial arts tricks, and then like, like maybe someone knocks the the, the staff out of his hand and like he just shoots them with the the rings. I think that would be really cool. Um, so my my mm. last question for you guys tonight is, are you excited for more Shang Chi and where do you think that he would be best to pop up later? Uh, do you think he needs to wait for a second solo movie or do you think he should show up in someone else's movie? What do you guys think? I'll start this one. Um, I, I don't, I don't know um, where I see him fitting kind of throughout kind of watching the movie. I think one of my biggest complaints, I guess not complaints. I mean, this is in my top five, but one of my biggest problems is um, I don't throughout the movie. I still kind of walking out is I don't know a lot about who Shang-Chi is outside of just his relationship with Katie. Like a lot of his character building it is tied to Katie. Like the moment where he's like, I'm going to have to kill my dad is like him talking to Katie. When we kind of see the, the fun side of Shang-Chi, it's, it's because Katie kind of pushes him into it. And, and so it's kind of one of those things where I, I kind of step away and kind of went, you know, for a movie about Shang-Chi, I, a lot of the character building I feel like was kind of lost with Shang-Chi. Like I it was kind of going out of that movie. What? It was, de- it was dependent. He wasn't like an independent character, like Iron Man or yeah, like yeah. Cap. He was, he was dependent on Katie for the building. Right. And, and so that was just kind of one of the things where it was like, like going outside of the Iron Man movie or the first like Captain America movie, like I could determine like in myself, like I would not enjoy hanging around Iron Man. I would like to hang out with Captain America. 
after Shang-Chi is like, I don't know if I'd like, I don't know if I would enjoy hanging out with him or not. Like, I, I just genuinely just don't, don't know it. because I don't know much about who he is. There was a lot of conflict in his character through the movie, which kind of just, I feel like never really like had a lot of time to, to process and digest. And so I kind of was sitting thinking like in a new Avengers team, who could I see him being? I don't see him being kind of the inspiring leader that Captain America was. Um, and I, I don't know if I see him being kind of like the heart of the team, like Black Widow was. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily know where I'd kind of put him kind of in this this role as a team um, with the Avengers. And that's just kind of how I, I see what they're doing. I, I am very excited to see more of him. I think his, his power set and move set and kind of his abilities is going to be really awesome to just to see more of. And I'm, I'm pumped for that, but a, a kind of just in, in where he's going to fit and where he's going to pop up. Um, I, I don't know where I'd see him because I, I just I have no idea kind of what role he's going to fill if I knew kind of more about who Shang-Chi was as a character, I'd be able to go like, this is where I'd like to see him or this. I think it probably just kind of be the next either Avengers movie or kind of group hero movie that he can just pop up in or um, just another Shang-Chi movie, which I'd be too, super pumped to see. But I, I'd like to get to know, I think I would like to get to know Shang-Chi better is is all that I want. Like, I don't care where he shows up at this point. I just want to, I want to know who he is more. I understand that, and I, I totally I totally agree with that. So, what about you, Will? So, while you guys were talking, uh, I was I was actively listening, but uh, I was pulling up Phase Four uh, to see where he could even like really fit in. And, uh, and you're I, gonna say Love and Thunder, aren't I you? Don't... You're over there, love like thunder, throw the... him in Love and you Thunder. Know throw that boy over there. <sighs> Why not? Why not? At this point, uh, just they can form a rock group and whatnot. Uh, he, uh, I don't know with his hands, he could just, I could see him going on the, going, going crazy with the drums. Uh, but like he has his own set that's really special that only the 10 rings can hit made out of dragon scales. That is silly. Uh, but, um, I know he's already expressed interest in this. Uh, I don't know when they, I don't think it's going to happen in no way home, but there was a storyline when Peter, uh, lost his spider sense. Yeah. So he, he showed him the fighting style, like way of the spider, uh, <laughs> Um, and taught him that. I also think a fun crossover about we need to get him back uh, first is have him go up against uh, Danny Rand and say, oh, I I did the story so much better than you. Even even though I got my friends Katie over here. Oh, oh and oh, hey, we'll draft Colleen Wing over here too and we'll take on the hand. Uh, because, I mean, I, I would definitely like a sequel based on some of the stuff they set up. Like, I just, I don't know enough about Shang-Chi in the comics uh i don't know who else he could fight uh the, the, in the one i read uh he's actually infiltrated uh and became the leader of his dad's crime organization and those the, the tagline's called shang chi versus the marvel universe and he had to fake fight captain america for a cosmic cube but in the end he gave it to him but one of his other guys is still bad and undermining him and one of the people he fought was uh lady iron fan i don't know if the iron gang was trying to set that up or maybe her sister is gonna mess some stuff up uh leading the 10 rings now uh or maybe even use it as a force for good similar to how he's doing it in the comics right now uh besides that i think maybe just even like a pop-up in the eternals where they show up going like hey you need to give us the rings like we're we we need them to stop whatever's happening and he's like nah like i just got a hold of these things and i, I don't know you guys i don't trust you mm-hmm Besides that, I don't see where he's fitting in right now. Uh, Shang-Chi sequel in Phase 5 and a, a new Avengers team would be solid in my book. I think I think if you were going to push for Shang-Chi to be in anything, 
I would love to see him show up in Hawkeye. Even if it's just for like one episode and like he comes in kind of like the, the Dora Milaje and like they just have like this, what the heck are you doing? Like, why are you stopping this assassination? Oh, that's my sister. Like, like don't go after her. And like maybe because they said the Ten Rings are going to show back up. So here's my thought on that. And I know, like I said, no more questions, but I'm going to go ahead and leave this open if you guys have thoughts. Do you think that the Ten Rings will kind of become the new Hydra since they're now kind of reestablishing themselves and and whatnot? Because I'll be honest, I did not see her going and doing that when I when they were like, oh, yeah, my sister. I I was like, okay, she's got to change a heart. And then it kind of became a power broker kind of situation where you're like, oh, oh, wait, you're you're a bad guy still. Um, do you do you think that it will kind of go that way? Because I just I think that Shang Chi could totally show up in a, uh, in like Hawkeye. I think that would be kind of more the down to earth. Or he might show up in Moon Knight because I I hear that's gonna get really weird. And I'm like, if he's doing like some world trotting adventure, I could see him and Shang Chi doing something. Or he might even show up in Ant Man three, since they're both uh, housed in uh, San Francisco. Th- those are my thoughts. But back to to the the Ten Rings. Well, do you guys think they'll they'll kind of use them and utilize them like as a Hydra. It would be useful. I mean, Hydra's never truly gone. One head, you cut one head off, two more pop up in its place. Um, Even though I think they got rid of some of their main guys, I think it would be interesting. We'll get back. I'll get back to the 10 rings, but if Zemo breaks out with his barren resources and remakes Hydra in his image, since he was a Hydra guy in the past, we have AIM. I would love th- for them to do Tarleton and do MODOK at some point, even though that is so wacky. I mean, guys, we just had a fight with two freaking dragons and Thanos, the Mad Titan. If we can adapt those guys, I think we can adapt a giant weird head with hands going like, hey, <laughs> e- e- even if you get like some handsome, you can even get, I don't know, uh, get Zac Efron to play him initially and then like have him be voiced by Patton Oswalt when he's in the chair <laughs> to keep him going, as silly as that is. Um <sighs> But uh, the Ten Rings, yes, I think, I mean, opti- I'm optimistic that maybe she isn't completely evil based on what she learned. But, I, I mean, we don't know what happened in those uh, 10 or so years uh, after she got out. And maybe she got hard- hardened uh, and went the other direction in the way that uh, when we wanted uh, Shang-Chi to go. And uh, we'll see. But we do definitely need an evil team presence like that or AIM or something going into these new phases. Yeah, yeah and, and I agree. I think um, it was kind of a surprise to me at the end of that you kind of see, you know, she kind of sits in her, overviews her thing, and it was like, this was very like, oh, this really looks like a villain group. Like, there, it doesn't look like these are a bunch of good guys getting ready to uh, to go out and fight. And so it's, yeah, it's one of those things where, yeah, I think we definitely need um, an organization. I'm I'm in the same boat of, like, I don't think Hydra's really gone either, and I'm excited to see whenever they show back up again. Uh, but no, it'll it'll definitely be interesting because I mean that was kind of the the like little thing at the end was like the ten rings will return. So it's like we we know we're gonna see these guys again, and it's it's where and I think they'll they'll be a lot of fun. Um, part of the I think um, part of the just kind of last fight in um, in Shang Chi just kind of between these two groups, it was a lot of fun just to kind of see um, this style of fighters just kind of being out there and just kind of knowing like hey they may be out there amongst the world and i think it's it's good to kind of have this group ready because they are doing um i can't i don't i think it's a show but it's the secret invasion um yeah and, and so i think having you know scrolls that are secretly a part of this organization could maybe turn it bad if the sister isn't 
completely evil and wants to use this organization for good. There's a way that they can turn it evil just through the scrawls appearing. And and so just having having a group out there like this opens a lot of doors for some of the future stuff that I think Marvel's trying to do. So um, I'm I'm excited to to see what they have in store for us. I think it'd be and really if they are bad. They right, are bad. Yeah. Even if they are uh, yeah, if no, they're not, we'll it'll be awesome too. Well, my thing is, if they are bad, this gives them a chance to do the hand again, but better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Sorry. I, can't I think you, it George. would be really, George, really cool if uh, there was a DC storyline where it was uh, uh, Apocalypse versus the Anti-Monitor, and the Justice League just got caught up in their war. Um, and I think that that would be really, really cool if we saw like a bunch of these superheroes having to kind of stop all these battles as it's two gangs coming at each other. Like you've got Hydra versus the 10 rings and maybe like they're competing for some, something that happens just to, to fit both of their, their mantras that have to go after like one, maybe, maybe it's a mystical item or something like that. And the, and Hydra's like, there's a lot of science we can do behind it. And the 10 rings are like, there's a lot of magic behind it. Like we're going after this thing. And so, maybe like the Avengers have to get in or Shang-Chi has to hop in and, and he has to do like a buddy cop movie with like the winter soldier or, or the new captain America. Cause I'll be honest, I would love to see Sam Wilson and Shang-Chi together. I'm just like, Oh, oh, oh. I'm just, I'm so excited to see kind of where oh, we're going. Dude, you just said that and I'm imagining like a dragon, like him hitting, hitting the shield with the dragon stick or like him throwing his rings on that. Like we don't like, we know what it does with Thor's hammer, but just imagining that. Yeah. Cause there's like, boo, 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 like, so, so what are those rings made out of? Is that Uru? No, Uru's uh, the hammer, right? Is that? Yeah. Okay. So what, whatever, I don't, I don't know if they had said they, they had said it wasn't, they didn't know they were like, it's so, so ancient it's not, and yeah, it doesn't know any alien thing. Like they just don't know, which is one of those things where it's like, yeah, they could do, Kind of whatever like, at this point. Yeah, like maybe the limits at this point. Maybe they can do with it. So. Maybe they're adding uh, adamantium into it all. <laughs> X Men <laughs> reference. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. It's been a lot of fun talking about it. Uh, listeners, uh, make sure that you like and subscribe our Facebook. Uh, next week for the 25th episode, we have Mark and Boone from Lego Masters joining us. Super, super excited to have them with us. Make sure you like and subscribe. We hopefully are going to have some type of giveaway with it, but make sure to, to follow us on Facebook, and uh, we will catch you guys here next time on Nerd Talk.